Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners. Welcome to Passion Harvest, where we aim to inspire you to live a passionate life. My name is Louisa. I'm the host of your show, International Passion Ambassador. And thank you for being with us now. If you like this episode, please subscribe. I have a very exciting guest today, and it's taken us so long to get together, and I can't wait to dive right in. Her name is Yamila Yamunja. Oh my gosh, I hope I said that correctly, but I'm sure Yamila will correct me. Welcome to the wonderful world of spirit guides with Yamila. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Yay! <laughs> Thank Yamila, you for I'm, inviting me. <laughs> Yamila is passionate about the unseen dimensions of the universe and the myriad forms of conscious beings that inhabit it and their relationship to each other. Receiving more and more messages from spirit guides for other people made Yamila realize that she had an incredible gift to connect others with their own spirit guides and relay messages to assist them on their soul's journey and their next stage of spiritual path. This is her story and this is her passion. Yamila, welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to dive right into this. I guess, you know, people are so fascinated about spirit guides and what they do for us and what they look like and how we can connect with them. But I guess I'd like to start with your own journey and how you discovered spirit guides and how you trusted yourself enough to realize that that's what they were. Well, it was a longer journey. It didn't happen <laughs> overnight. Oh, okay. Yeah, everyone, everyone thinks we live in such an instantaneous world and we want things to happen, on, you know, immediately. But that's, that is the yeah. case. <laughs> <laughs> so it really started um, around 20 years ago. So I would actually, of course, I was born. <laughs> and that's kind of important because I was born in Colombia to my um, birth mother, of whom I only know that she's partially indigenous, what Americans would call Native American, Canadians would call First Nations, etc. And I don't know anything about my dad because when I was one year old, I was adopted uh, by my parents who are from Holland. And then I grew up in Germany. So Wow. I didn't know where, yeah. So I had no clue where I was from. I didn't know anything about my roots, really. And that's how my story starts because about 20 years ago, I felt like kind of lost in life. I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know I was in college, but didn't feel happy there. And I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I felt that it had to, this was because I didn't have roots. I figured I need to find my roots to really grow my wings, basically. And so I started doing some research into indigenous cultures in South America, specifically Colombia, um, to kind of connect with my ancestors in mm -hmm. some way. And that's when I started looking into shamanism, specifically neo-shamanism, core shamanism, and um, discovered yeah, that whole world, read a lot of books. And then one night I woke up in the middle of the night, it was maybe three, four. And um, I opened my eyes and I 
see the door of, of my bedroom and there's this guy standing and he's just in physical form, a, a man. And he's just wearing jeans, no shirt, no socks, no shoes, um, short, dark hair, um, darker skin, looked like he was from South America, looked like he was indigenous and he was just standing there and I'm staring at him because it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Were you some scared no, not really. Okay. Like I was a little bit like, uh, what's going on? But I wasn't scared in that sense. It was really weird. And um, so I'm staring at him and I noticed that I can't move. Now I know that's um, what's called sleep paralysis. Back yes, then, astral projection. Exactly. And back then I had no idea what that what yeah. it was or what it meant. I just knew I couldn't move. And then from out of nowhere, he, he brings out this like red glowing orb, maybe in the size of a baseball and he has it in his hand and he throws it over and I can feel it land on the bed next to me. And the next thing I know is that the next morning I wake up, my eyes weren't even open yet. And my hand already immediately started searching for that red glowing orb. And then my brain started working. I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> what was that? What happened? Wow. Um, and I call my friend, I tell her the whole story and we are both wondering, like, what is what happened? And I had no idea. I just knew this wasn't, like, normal. This wasn't a normal person that was in my room. But otherwise, I had no idea. And then two days later, we were signed up to go to a workshop with that same friend, um, a workshop on core shamanism as taught by Michael Harner and his Foundation for Shamanic Studies. So we are on the train, um, on the way to Berlin, to the workshop. We talk about this again. We arrive in Berlin. We go to the workshop space. Um, the workshop starts and they tell us, okay, what we're going to do first is we, we um, go and meet your spirit guides in the spirit world. I think they call them spiritual helpers in the spirit world. This is how you do it. And it's kind of like a guided meditation. And usually when you meet your guides for the first time, they will give you some energy. So Oftentimes they will hug you and you will feel the energy really go into you. Or sometimes your spiritual helpers will give you energy in the form of a red glowing orb. Wow. And so in that moment I was like, oh, that was my spirit guide. Now I understand. So that was the moment that um, I was convinced that there was more to reality than we are taught in school or that Western science will us have believe. And that's where my journey started with spirit guides. And um, yeah. And since then I've been fascinated by it and, and I've seen other kinds of beings. Like I've had three aliens visit me in my bedroom. Once same story me in the middle of the night. Um, I've seen like little trolls jump out of the earth in the middle of like a big city and all kinds of weird things Gosh. <laughs> so yeah but that's where my story started I've everyone's probably saying I want I want that experience I want that experience <laughs> um where to start that's kind of incredible so obviously you do spirit guide readings for people as well and your you know your intuition and your you've adapted so professionally, but do you see spirit guides around people all the time? Can you switch off like when you're in the supermarket or you're walking down the street or do they give yeah. you messages? I'm asking so many questions because I'm so excited. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fine. No, usually I, um, it's more the other way around. I tune into it and okay. then I, I see it. 
Um, sometimes it will happen that I just walk down the aisle at the supermarket and I see someone in the corner of my eye and I know, oh, there's a nature spirit around that person. But I usually just keep walking because that's just, you just don't go up to someone and tell someone something like this because you don't know if they want to know or if they even believe in that. It's just ethically not okay. Um, but yeah, so, and uh, usually when I do my readings, I really sit down before and I tune in and bring myself into like a meditative, almost trance state, and then I do the readings. Yeah. So how many, I mean, maybe it's different. I don't know. How many guides does each person have? So far as I understand it, we all have a team of guides that can be between three and five, something like this. And then we have like a core team of, of guides that are always with us throughout our entire lives. And then we have ones that come in and leave again. I call them experts. For example, you're going through a nasty divorce and then you have an angel come in who helps you just with that divorce and then they leave again. Interesting. And you mentioned lives, not lives. So they're with us all our lives, plural? Some, I'm not sure. I don't want to say... If, for all our lives, okay. I don't know, but okay. some are definitely with us for several lifetimes. That's what I can say. Yes. And I mean, I believe that, you know, if, if we need help, we ask for it. I was told, you know, that our guides are always around us, but we have our own free will. So when we ask for assistance and help, they'll, they'll help us and provide for us and give us assistance. And I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, I just don't hear anything and I can't see anything and I'm trying so hard. And how do you, how do you see them? How do you connect with them? Or what, what advice would you give to someone who really wants to connect or needs help? Well, the thing is that um, most people don't see or hear or feel them, first of all, because, well, that's the main reason, because we have certain expectations of how this connection should work for mm. example a lot of people think we have to either see them physically or we have to actually hear words outside of ourselves for it to be real that's usually not how it works um i needed that like that he actually physically appeared because i needed to really be awoken <laughs> and, and have no way to explain that away so yeah. um but usually um it, it's much more subtle so they will communicate with us through our intuition through our feelings um just by giving us new insights by um um, making us pay attention when someone is having a conversation about something that can help us on our path. So it's like little and subtle interferences. Well, interference is a negative word, but, um, but so they're, they're helping us and guide us in more subtle ways than we would expect. Also, then people think um, that you have to always be clairvoyant in the sense that you have to see them. But a lot mm. of people are more uh, clairsentient. So they will experience their spirit guides through more through feelings, for example. And so really knowing like the technicalities of how it works helps us to um, really bring it into our consciousness. Usually we have conversations with our guides all the time, but it happens on a like subconscious level mm -hmm. because in our society, we are taught that only what's real is important. And so our brains are trained to only pay attention to these things. All the rest, which is 98% or something, gets just filtered out. 
And so our brain doesn't pay attention to the guidance from our, our spirit guides. But if we um, bring that back up into our consciousness, then we can learn to have um, conscious conversations with them. And so it's basically important to understand how it works. Um, learn, for example, about the clair. So you have clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairsent and clair... Um, Gustans, which is like clear seeing, clear hearing, clear feeling, um, clear knowing, knowing clear uh, um, smelling, and clear tasting. You pass. You pass the test. <laughs> yeah. <was> a- <laughs> and so, if um, just like in 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 uh, everyday life, not everyone is a visual person. Yes. Um, we have to find out what's our main clear. What's the main um, sense, psychic sense that we use to pick up on the advice or guidance of our spirit guides. And that is like one of the first steps. Um, maybe you're not a visual person, then you're probably not going to see your guide. Maybe you're more uh, like if you, for example, are totally into music, then you're probably more an auditory person and maybe you hear your guides more. And then we also have to pay attention to, um, there's like Claire audience that's like, um, objective like literally hearing a voice from outside that sometimes happens to people like especially um, early in the morning or late at night when you're half asleep and suddenly you hear someone say your name that would be objective clear audience but most of the time it's subjective which means that you like hear a voice inside of your own head and it might even sound like your own voice and you think oh it's just my thoughts but oftentimes it's not your thought it's actually your spirit guides inspiring you um, by giving you thoughts and it's their voice. And so it's like paying attention to these subtle things. I love that. And I found for me personally that you have to, you know, it doesn't always happen when you're busy and crazy and doing things. You have to be in a good space, quiet and calm. And for me, it's happened in multiple ways. So hearing, sometimes seeing and during a meditation, it, it can differ as well. But yes. I have to mm. be quiet. Yes. Yes. Especially in the beginning, um, you have to be able to quiet your mind. That's why meditation is so great. Um, because again, like we get a lot of like information all the time and our brain is used to filter out the most important stuff and everything else gets put to the side. And if we like learn to quiet our minds, then we can pick up on the more subtle um, information that comes in, mm. which is also from our guides. That's really interesting. And you also talk about the seven kinds of spirit guides. You've got the power animal, angel, goddess, a nature spirit, star being, an ancestor or an ascended master. Mm-hmm. Are they the seven type of types of guides? I know I, it's not nice to compartmentalize them, but generally that's the seven kinds of spirit guides. Yeah. So that's what I learned from my guides um, of course, like you can, I put them into these categories. There's obviously like also guides that are in between, but just to make it easier, mm-hmm. they taught me there's these seven types. Um, and to find one way to find out what kind of spirit guide you have and how to connect with them is to go through that um, um, categorization. So if I know, for example, that my guide is a nature spirit, then that makes it easier for me to connect with my personal guide because then it's obvious that if I go out in nature, it's easier to connect with them. Or if my guide is, let's say, um, 
an ancestor spirit, mm -hmm. then I can look at the spiritual traditions that already have been working with ancestors for thousands of years and maybe be inspired by them. How do they do it? For example, a lot of them use dance and, and, and rhythm to connect with ancestors. So then I can use that same, um, can also use music and dance to connect with my personal um, guide. That, that's really interesting. Or a power animal potentially be around animals more or birds. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a and great... then also what, what I found out is like, um, depending on what, what type of guide you have, that says a lot about you as a person as well. Because usually our guides um, work with us because we have similar energy patterns. So someone who has an animal guide usually loves animals <laughs> or someone who works with a nature spirit usually likes to be in nature and really gets like energized by being in nature these kinds of things and these are the obvious ones but there's a lot of like other things that you can just know by um, what type of guide they have interesting and, and talking about the frequency you you mentioned they have a similar similar energetic frequency but it's obviously vibrates at a higher level and that goes back to you know quieting your mind and yourself because it raises your vibration to match that frequency yes. of your guide yeah yeah and also um going back to a lot of people want their to see their guide and have them physically in the room um for the guides it's like a, a, it takes a lot of energy to come like down into the physical so mm -hmm. um it's easier to um yeah like you said raise your own vibration and meet them in the middle than to expect them to come all the way to you um it just makes more sense and it's easier for both parties yes <laughs> <laughs> even though everyone would love to see them and take a photo and put it on instagram <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest like most people i think from what i understand when i ask people when you really ask them do you really want like some your guide to appear in your bedroom in the middle of the night, they're like, I don't think so. I'd be scared. <laughs> yes. It, you know, it's quite confronting. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, yes. It's like, you know, whether you're seeing a ghost, I mean, we always have those childhood stories of seeing ghosts and being terrified. Yes. It exactly. could be quite confronting. So they yeah. would want to come in the most gentle way, not to shock you, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. And when you do your reading, you mention guides um, can talk about an individual's gifts, skills, and abilities. Yes. Um, so they tell you, sorry, so they yeah. would tell you and no, then you ahead. would relay it to the client? Yes. Um, because our spirit guides, like, um, as far as I see it and understand it, their main job is to help us um, be our own authentic self and bring our gifts to the world and, and live an authentic, fulfilled life and live our purpose. So, and that usually starts with really understanding who you are, what, what are my specific gifts, what are my specific challenges, what are my specific characteristics that I bring. And then I can, from that, um, see what my purpose is, etc. So oftentimes people that come to me will um, one of their main questions is, what is my purpose? Why am I here? How can I step more into that purpose? So that's why the guides oftentimes will start with that. They will tell me something about 
the person that's sitting in front of me. And how do you receive it? So just intuitive guidance, how do you receive the messages just out of interest? I usually get them clear via claircognizance, which means that um, it's like downloads. So right. I just know things. I don't, I don't, well, I do also get images, but most of it is just like downloads. I just suddenly know it and then I just say it. Yeah. And that was a whole journey to like trust that <laughs> I was oh my gosh you're, you're answering all my questions because I was just saying I find it with so many of my guests that you know that are living a passionate life or living their purpose or whatever you want to call it or light workers like yourself across the world it takes a while to trust what you're getting you know you think yes. oh no this is crazy my mind's just making it up so whether it's channeling or anything it's a really big thing to trust yourself and I always say that to the audience yeah um, and that's why it's important to practice, 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 just like with everything else. So for me, when I realized, and that took forever <laughs> from the point that I started seeing these beings to the point that I realized, oh, wait a minute, I can do something with this. It's not just randomly seeing weird stuff happening in my life. Um, it took a long time. Um, so the first time I realized, oh, okay, I can do something with this was in 2015. And then um, I by chance found a TV show called Monica the Medium and that was about a younger medium who um, does readings for people in her life but what the, the main thing that I took away from that was that the way she it worked for her well mm -hmm. she was seeing dead people so the way it worked for her when she was in a restaurant let's say and she was felt like somehow drawn to a specific person and then she would like start like almost being trembly and feel energy around her and all that and she described that and i was like wait a minute that sounds very similar to what happens to me only i don't see the dead people i see all kinds of other beings and so that taught uh, that um put me onto um, mediumship and spiritualism, which is the tradition where mediumship as it is practiced today comes from. And I went online and I looked it all up and I saw there's a ton of books about spiritualism. There's a, a ton of like a courses out there and spiritualism is a religion. Um, and they also um, train their mediums. So every spiritualist church has like, um, training where you can go um, almost weekly for classes and I was like oh that's interesting and so I started going and signing up for these kinds of trainings and and you do practice readings um, and so I was there and I just kind of like just started saying whatever came to my mind and then I realized oh wait a minute there's something to that I'm not making this up really trusting so, yourself yeah, so it's really about like practicing, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. But, but I love it because even, you know, watching this show, I haven't seen it, the show you talked, Monica, you know, all Monica this is your yeah. guides guiding you to all of this and you're listening yes. to that. Whether, whether yes. um, unconsciously perhaps at the time you were guided to, you know, all these steps on the path to where you are now. Yes, absolutely. And even back then I already knew, because for me when I'm guided, even though it doesn't happen like Jamila, go do this. <laughs> It's more like I get like an insight and I can feel if it, it's more of a feeling if it's me or if it's my guides. And that was a good example. Like I was sitting there and I was, I wanted to watch something and I felt like I wanted to watch something more spiritual. So I started Googling and then I found this and I got this feeling like, yes, watch that. And so that's how it happened. 
And that's what I, I mean, that's what I also talk about passion as well. What you can, I mean, you can call it many words, but it's something that feels good and exciting to you. And I always say, follow that because it's almost like your guides or your soul connecting with you, showing what, showing you what you should follow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of similar. Oh, I also wanted to ask the question. So you're able to talk to guides. Are you also able to communicate with someone's soul, which is kind of a similar modality? Yes. Yes, it's a very similar modality. It's just like one is that you tune into the person itself, to their soul, and the other one is more you tune into what's around them, like the beings around them. But the way you do it is the same thing. I mean, I've done it before. I've got no idea how I do it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you tell the difference between... So um, just say someone has five spirit guides. How can you tell the difference between the guides? Good question. Well, in that sense, they either I just know it because mm-hmm. they just give me the information. Yeah. But I will also often get, um, when it comes to that, images. So, for example, um, angels will often show themselves, um, and they they're yeah they they show themselves like as light beings oftentimes I, so I don't see the features, but they're like a, a being made out of light with mm-hmm. wings. Um, and with angels, a funny thing also is that um, they have this symbolic way of telling me when they want to talk about someone's um, 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 job life or business, they will come in a white suit and they will wear this like suit made out of light. And then I know, okay, they want to tell me, talk about like either that person um, just started a new business, wants to start a business or is like, thinking about it so and it always <laughs> works which is funny but yeah so i i did i distinguish the different types they will often show me an image in, a visual in image yeah um and i'm interested what do, so what does the i'm interested in what the nature spirits look like or how everyone it's for different for everyone but to you how are they represented um nature spirits will often for example um elves will oftentimes either look um like disney elves or like lord of the ring rings elves okay so very different types um and that again has the way they show themselves always has information in it too so if uh, for example uh, um uh, spirit guide appears with a sword i often know okay they are also a guardian for that person but these okay. sim or like i said the angel that comes in a business suit i know okay there she or he wants to talk about like um work life mm-hmm. um so but that's not the same for everyone this is like the symbols that i and the spirit guides um have set up with with each other um everyone else has like their own symbols that they need to develop with their guides um so that's not the same and that's something that i tell everyone all the time because i get this question all the time like what does this mean if i dream this or what does it mean if i see this and i say that's really up it's very personal what does Mm. a rose mean to you it doesn't have to mean romantic love maybe to you it reminds you of your grandmother because she loved roses then if you see a rose, it might be a sign that your grandmother is around. If someone else sees a rose, it might be a sign that love is on the way. It depends on you and your personal interpretation of and what it means to you. 
That's so right. And we all want the answers. But again, I think you mentioned it before. It's practice. You know, if you're, if you're dedicated about this and you really want to do it, it does take practice. It doesn't happen. Yes. You know, like whether you want to be a long distance swimmer, I'm just, just putting it out there that just yeah. came randomly to my head. You know, you've got to practice and then yes, you will get, totally. you know, you, you, and you might've been doing this for lifetimes, but you will get better. Yeah. And the, to that same point also, um, because a lot of people think you, you either are born with this, like seeing um, past loved ones or, or spirit guides or whatever, or you can't do it. But that's also not true. Yes, there are people that are born with a gift, um, which only means that they probably put in the work in past lives. And now it looks like it just falls into their lap, but that's not what it's like. Mm. But um, if someone has a gift and never practices, then they won't get any far. Um, just like you said, someone who's great at swimming, if they never swim, they're never, never going to win a gold medal at the Olympics. Um, but if someone who might not be born with a gift, but practices every day can go way further than someone with a gift who never practices. So um, anyone can do it. Anyone. And are you teaching this at the moment? Yeah. Oh, okay. so I have, yeah, I'd I have love a, to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, I have a weekly show, a live show that I do on Sundays. And in, in the show, I teach um, for 20 minutes and then I do a Q&A and then I do mini readings. And um, I have the book, obviously, that will come out. So um, there's a lot in there, too. A big then, congratulations. What's the book called? It's called The Seven Types of Spirit Guides. Oh. Um, yeah. And so it's about these like um, different types and um, their characteristics and gifts and also challenges that come with each type and then how you can um, use the knowledge of knowing what type you have to really connect with your own personal guide. And then the last part of the book is how to create a DIY ceremony to connect and communicate with your guide. Beautiful. I know what it a lot of work a book takes. So big congratulations for that. And I love, Thanks. you know, as you're saying this, it's, it's really giving these great tools to people because we all do have this. It's again, going back to if you want to do it or, you know, see a professional, wonderful person like you, but we all have these, we're all born with the capability to access our spirit guides. Totally. Just like everyone can dance. You might not become a professional ballroom dancer, but everyone can dance. We can all connect with our guides. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, I'd love to just briefly touch on, because it may be of interest to people. You mentioned you woke up with some aliens in your room. <laughs> what, was, yes. what was that like? <laughs> well, uh, there was a similar story. Like I, I just woke up in the middle of the night and I uh, get up to leave the room. Um, I assume I wanted to go to the bathroom, but then... I see these three aliens standing <laughs> there and uh, I, I think two were standing up. One was kneeling on one knee as if he was about to propose to someone. It was really funny. And uh, they stare at me. I stare at them. They were just as surprised that I could see them as I was that they were there. And then one of them comes running over and touches me like here on my wrist and again, the next, I, the next thing I know, I wake up the next day and again, my brain wasn't even functioning yet, but I knew that um, it wasn't actually that I had gotten up to go to the bathroom. It was my astral body that had gotten out of my physical mm. body and was ready to go travel and 
that was the part of me that saw them. And the one that came running over touched my physical body because he knew that if you touch the physical body, the astral body will automatically go back in. Um, and he wanted to like not see me uh, the other way around. He didn't want me to see them. So it touched my physical body, my astral body went back in and went back to sleep. You must be a very cool, amazing woman because most people would have a heart attack if that happened. <laughs> I know it's really weird. I don't understand why, but like every time this kind of stuff happens, I'm not scared at all. And I might freak out after, but yeah. in the moment, at the moment, no. Yeah. So obviously I don't want to diverge too much, but so astral projection, I've talked about it on the show before. Does this happen often to you? No, I've okay. never like consciously done it. I would love to learn it. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but Cause I had an incredible guest on the show who does teach it. Oh, who's that? Uh, Greg Doyle. Okay. I'll, I'll send you his that. links. He's, he's, he does yes. incredible work. Yeah. I would love to learn it because I think that would be great if I could do that. Then I could even have like uh, conversations with spirit guides on a whole different level. Yes. He talks about incredible journeys. He can, he can mm -hmm. astral project, like literally go to, sleep and astral project hmm. amazing <laughs> well, what you're doing is absolutely amazing as well <laughs> for me it's normal so i'm like astral projection wow <laughs> <laughs> so i guess you know when people see you the probably the three main things they want to know about i guess is finance as love or maybe health career are they the main uh, actually um because i have set up my service um, very specifically, I, most people that come to me want to know about what is my purpose, my passion mm. in life. Um, I then, love that. That relates directly yes. to the show. <laughs> yeah, it's totally because I, that's also because it took me such a long time to find out what my passion and purpose yes. is. So that's kind of like my thing that I can help other people with a lot. And so, um, then when it comes to like question and answers, which is usually at the end of the, of my readings, then they will also come with questions like, will I meet someone, these kinds of things, but it's usually not the main thing. And also during the readings, I don't let them ask questions right from the start. Mm -hmm. I let the spirit guides speak whatever they have to say. And oftentimes the questions that people come with are already answered. Um, before it's over so <laughs> and then they're like oh yeah I had questions but I actually have all the answers already <laughs> I love that so are you uh channeling the messages from the, their guides yeah so I don't speak in first person in the sense that I um channel them in that sense but I I will just like um get the message and then I will say your spirit guide is saying that and and give the message, whatever it is. But I basically trust that the guides will know why the person is coming to me. Mm. So um, I just start with saying, okay, this is the guide that's here. That's what they look like. Maybe they have a name. I will give the name and then I just tell them whatever the guide has to say. Oh, this is so exciting. And do you do it with your eyes open or eyes closed? Closed most of the time. I was going to say, because it's, in, uh, yeah. In, um, in I still do training as a, as a classical medium, like talking to um, past loved ones. And there they always tell us, like, keep your eyes open, keep your eyes open. <laughs> but um, I find it easier to close my eyes because I also don't get as um, distracted by 
someone's facial expressions or whatever, or like a donkey in the background. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. They're very interested. <laughs> yeah. And so I, and I can just like, it's easier for me to go into to that like half trance like state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just close my eyes most of the time. How excited that that's it's just I just find it absolutely fascinating I'm so excited to know more about my guides in the essence of time is there something you other a couple of other points you'd like to share with the audience let's see is there anything that well maybe you've got something from your guides to talk about um I think the main thing, and we've talked about this, but I can never say it enough also because my guides always tell me to say this, um, that really everyone can talk to their guides. There is no one who does not have a guide, even if you think you might be the only one in the entire world. Everyone has a guide and everyone can connect with their guides. There are no exceptions. And it's totally possible for you to learn how to do it. Um, so that's the main thing that the guides always want me to say. I love that. That's beautiful. And I always like to ask our, the guests on the show, as, and you kind of touched on this, but as a final question, if someone's wanting to live a passionate life or follow their passions or perhaps too fearful to follow their passions, and that was a few questions, what is your recommendation? I would say learn who you really are. Um, mm. Really go into yourself. Who are you? What do you really want in life? Do not um, censor yourself when you answer that question. Do you not think about what is possible or what is real or what is um, um, doable? Really just think about what do you want in life? Where do your dreams lead you? Where does your passion lead you? And follow that. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to like give up your entire life. You don't have to give up your job and move to the Himalayas or anything like that, but just start by like following your passion in small steps. If you always wanted to be a painter, paint after work at home, for example, Mm. you don't have to, like I said, give up your life and divorce to become a painter, (laughs) just start painting or write your book or whatever it is. And then your guides can help you take the next step and take the next step and then see what grows out of that. Um, And I think that's the main thing that I would say. I felt that that was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Emila, for being on Passion Harvest. What a beautiful message from you or from your guides to share with the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.